just calling the audible as PZ Eagle, a little bit nervous about how we're back, back on air, but uh, we're here. We got graphics! Yay! Yay! Wow. Mo, I'm going to make you a little smaller. Your yeah, head's too big here. Yeah, there, we go. Big. there we go. I was always most dangerous with the big head. Yeah, of course. Uh, so we're back. Uh, we're down to two ep- more episodes, right? We have this and then one more next week, correct? Yeah. I mean, pretty much, yeah. And then you get a break from us until the ne- new year. Well, you're going to get a break from after today because you're not here next week, right? I'm not here for next one. I'm here for the episode. But I'm not here, oh, for here for the episode. Yeah, I'm not here for the Wednesday uh, games that we have for the finals. Oh, I don't care about Which, that. by the way, is a surprise for everyone. <laughs> we haven't announced what we're doing yet for the finals. So do you want to... Calculated <laughs> risk. <laughs> Do you want to let the people know? We don't know what we're doing. Okay. That's the plan. Oh, so, oh yes. Yes, that's true. Yeah. Because COVID is a bitch. That's, yeah. That is all. Yeah. Well, look, um, we're down to the final two weeks of the season. We're now in the knockout stages. Um, before we get into that quickly here, Eagle, uh, any updates for the winter registration? It's officially closing this Friday when this episode has popped up, correct? Technically, it's already officially closed, but yeah, we're giving it a couple days and everything. So get your team in now. Um, we know there's a few requests that are still pending, so we're going to be reviewing those and making the final adjustments. Um, so if you do want to have yeah. a team, but you haven't registered yet, absolutely do so. If you are interested in putting in a team, but you don't have enough roster members yet. We also have a free agent combine coming up. So let us know that you're looking for guys so you can register, and then we can find you uh, players to fill and in the And what is that roster. combine? I think it's a Sunday it's question at, at mark. Hebert, right? So yeah. You got offered. I got to confirm the exact date because I saw the email come in, but I haven't read it. Yeah. So, so. anyway, just keep your eyes peeled for um, for the combine at Hebert, I believe, in the coming week or weeks. And, uh, look, you got a few more days left if you're still on the fence to be a part of the winter 2022 extravaganza of FPF. And if you're, like, six or seven players, just register your team. Find find a couple players later, and you should be good to go. Yeah, and, look, we're, we're less than 31 days away from Jesus. winter 2022. Our, our schedule has gotten so truncated. We become like soccer players almost. Yeah. We, we, there's, no, there's, no, uh, there's no break for us. Uh, yeah. We just go. We just go, 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 go. But look, we, we uh, anyway, that's for the future. We'll have uh, cool things for the winter season coming up. But for now, it is the fall cup and we're wrapping up. We're in the final two weeks of the schedule. Um, Peace, we are at a point now where the end of the round games are done. Uh, what caught your attention from the overall four tiers of what we've had uh, in terms of the games that were played this past week? Well, one of the things that caught my eye is um, nobody, including several staff members, understood the tie breaks. For for this round, um, still figuring it out. And the website wasn't completely cooperative. So um, if you go to the tab knockout round, you'll see your matchups. If you try and figure it out using the combined tab on standings, mm-hmm. that won't get you there. Uh, but I'll start. I'll start in tier two, Mo. Um, the things that surprised me are Ravens finishing as low as they did. And useless Diablos not qualify. Like, I didn't think a team led by Francois Martin in Tier 2 would not make I called it. the playoffs. Useless Diablos. But why? <laughs> why did you call it? I just had a, a brain uh, fudge on the name. Um, the other thing I, I caught in Tier 1, um, we'll talk about this, I'm sure, at some point, but Yuzon uh, Smith-Zik is getting ready to play their third matchup against Blessed. Blessed so far has swept them uh, two wins to none. And Irzan Smedzik, um, I was talking to Metzger uh, today, Flag Jesus, and I said, look, what it seems for me, I've actually watched him play three times this season, mm-hmm. and what it seems like is 
they're a team that was bored by the regular season. Uh, Jesse Dupree specifically seemed kind of like lackluster, and I, I've no, I've played with Jesse. I know him as a per, as a, like personally. I, I, I've seen him play a long time through Alpha Tees and 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 uh, Jonas Medzik. He was, they kind of were going through the motions, and my worry is, you know, the, the the cliche of all cliches is can they hit the switch in the postseason? They've always been better in the postseason than than even they've been during the regular season, but they've never had a regular season like this either. So that that kind of caught my eye in in tier um, two. Uh, sorry, tier, tier one. one. Yeah, and um, in tier three, what's interesting to me um, is we had some teams that were familiar, right? Like we had part of my swag. Uh, Trailer Park Boys were familiar. Uh, Save the Turf Tools had a great like debut season in in, in Division D. Yet. Look at the the cash bracket. You know, free agent squad, warriors, civil horse, penetrators, all new teams. I was gonna ask you the question, right? If you're FSD and save the turf tolls, you miss out on the money bowl games by a whisker. Same record, six and two. We get the record up here, Eags, if you don't mind, please, uh, for our lovely viewers who are watching this on their eight K screens. Um, if you are those teams, FSD and save the turf tolls, how's the morale? Knowing that, hey, you missed out, but look, we have a bright future ahead of us, perhaps. Well, my morale would be more sh- more jaded by the fact that I had whiskers. Uh, that's a medical condition. You need to get that cleared up. Um, it's a problem. But um, so if I put on my FPF player's hat, and I don't know if this shows um, tremendous privilege or not, but the cash doesn't mean all that much to me. Um, I'm, I want to win a bowl. I want to win a championship. That's all that really matters. Um, so I, I mean, missing out by a game or by tiebreakers hurts but i guess it doesn't for me personally it, it has no impact um i would imagine most like eagle so speaking of privilege um i would imagine you're in the same boat like you you didn't qualify but i think if you just got a chance to compete for a bowl that would matter more to you than the money right like so it's not enough money that it matters i've actually competed for two bowls in past yeah. fall seasons neither of which were for money not that it matters same here um but i think th- this came from an initial concept where it was a charity tournament actually right yeah. so the money even though it was going to like we were giving a big donation but there was prizes for the team who won and a lot of the teams actually gave the money back to us to donate to the charity, right? Yeah. And that was like a common thing. And we're like, well, if we're going to do a real season with an actual charity behind the whole fundraising aspect, we'll just give it to the people and they can keep yeah. it. So, I, uh, what's, what's funny, um, I'm sure Eagle remembers this. And a few people might know, um, might know this story, Mo. Mm-hmm. But I, one of the overnight tournaments, the, one of the charity tournaments, there was a team called The Union that was, at the time, a lot of FPF employees, myself, Eagle, uh, Vince Nardone, GM, Terry Tan, GM Clathris, like a lot of the, the f- you know, a lot of current and former yeah. FPF employees. And Rob, uh, this is either early cap or pre-cap era. Hmm. And Rob decided to put that team of largely, at the time, Division Three, Division B players in the lowest bracket of the tournament, which hmm. we were already a little embarrassed by. We knew we probably were going to win. We won the bracket. We won... We, we got this cash and we said, okay, well, we just, we donated to back to the charity. And Rob said, no, 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 at least buy raffle tickets. And we're like, okay, well, I guess the money's going to charity anyway. So we, we took the money, we split it evenly, and we all bought raffle tickets. Yeah. We then won all of the prizes because we were the only team to buy so many raffle tickets. And so not only did we look bad because we looked like we lobbied to be in a lower bracket, which we didn't. And not only did we win the money, which we didn't take, but then we, <laughs> we won all of the prizes in the raffle 
So we look bad in three or four different ways. Uh, no thanks people. to Rob Campana. Of course, of course. One thing I want to touch upon before we get into the breakdown of the actual Bulls themselves yeah. is the tiebreaker because for most, like Tier 1, there's none. It doesn't really matter. Tier 3, it actually worked out well. And in co-ed, obviously not a big deal there. But Tier 2, I think there were like eight teams all mixed at 2-2. Two and two. And so one thing the website is doesn't do well is tiebreaks on, I'll call it, weird criteria if that makes any sense mm -hmm. so according to this teams six through ten are all four and four but when you look at the actual bull tab in terms of who's where um it won't match the exact same thing so for example hot sauce sports is in the uh, constellation two uh, bracket essentially the nick uh, nick arsenal hum item versus where here they would be seventh and this is because the fpf cup has a specific tiebreak called the qualification round pool in that if you made the upper bracket in the qualification round that is a tie break criteria in the qualification portion for the yeah. knockout round so, so if you have two sports, teams schedule two teams with a, with the same record if, if a team was in a higher qualification bracket they automatically get the tie break. exactly so for hot sauce sports for example they were in the lower bracket in the qualification round so the bottom half versus tough lungs and bruins were in the top half so when we look at the combined breakdown tough lungs at eight and bruins at 10 actually beat all the other teams at four and four and shoot up essentially uh, on top of hot sauce sports because kgpro is also at the top of bracket yeah. so oh, that's yeah. why these ones move around i just want to let people know it is a little bit confusing and if you're like, hey, why aren't I playing this team? That's the reason behind it. So what you're saying is those teams are soft tops, but hot sauce sports power bottom. Yeah, perhaps. You know, you got to love those power bottoms. Yeah, perhaps. Uh, the, 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 uh, the other thing uh, to mention, I'm, I'm a little disappointed because the, the bowl names are still named after uh, the players they're named after whom are deserving. But uh, we had a couple of uh, FPF players pass, and I thought we were focusing our efforts on naming the bowls after them. But I, I guess... I guess for the future that'll happen next we'll fall. Out, yeah. yeah, next time. Um, so so hopefully uh, hopefully that'll be correct in the future. And we also have no bull names in tier three or coed, which yes, is we do. they're just not listed. They're just not displaying right now. But no. they're there. No. All right, uh, looking ahead now, uh, peace. Yeah, uh, give in, me a thing. In tier two, when you look at the final four for the money bowl, that looks like it's a pretty. So let, so let me ask you the most. Like as an outsider, um, do you like? Do you think that? the the money aspect matters as much as the players or or is winning the championship the goal. Well, I think some guys won't mind this thing. Yeah, we got Christmas money. We can go buy. But some I imagine stockings. most teams just put it towards the next registration, yeah, right? especially if you're coming teams. back with the same team. Or some know? some guys mean, hey, what money? There's no money that we won. <laughs> hey, hey, what do you mean? What are you talking about? What money? Uh, but you know, like the the four we have, the Reapers played the Thunder on on uh, Monday at uh, Saint Laurent. That was a good game. It was a very feisty affair, chippy affair with the two teams. Ethnic against Arush is also a game where Ethnic beat Arush early in the season. So there's a lot of storylines within the game here. And I just think for Chalk of Thunder, a team that's, you know, finesse. The, when the two toughest games we've had, I've scored cap, which is against Arush and Grim Reapers. Mm -hmm. Both teams presented challenges of physicality. And honestly, like they're clutching or grabbing here. But you know how it is with these type of style of teams, right? There, there's, a, there's an extra little shoulder shot towards the uh, route. There's here and there. Yeah, and perhaps a, a dirty rusher in the case of Grim Reapers. Yeah, perhaps. But that's where I think, you know, that kind of factors in for them as a strength where for Chalk and Thunder, they didn't really get going until the second half. So I'm really fascinated by this Grim Reaper Thunder Part 2 because they'll play now for the second time in less than a week. 
And I'm curious to see what the Dawu boys do from an adjustment perspective because they were one play away from perhaps uh, having a tie than losing the game as he did. So um, I actually am very impressed by Grim Reapers. Um, I don't like us, though. I mean, it's fine. I, I, I've talked to Dylan Dawu now and again. Uh, I've known him a long time. Um, he's got a strong arm, man. He can he can throw some passes that not a lot of guys in Tier 2 can throw. Um, and now that Sean Smurgeon's back from injury... Uh, or sorry, I think I'm not sure it was Sean or Rory. Rory one of was injured. Rory, Rory um, the team obviously is a lot more uh, rounded out. So um, I think I think they do propose a specific set of issues uh, for uh, for Chocolate Thunder, um, and it's it's a rematch of last week, which is always interesting because we get to see sort of what the two teams sort of showed each other in that game. Uh, you know. They got to see what Joe Cano uh, likes to do, and the defense of Green Reapers to me is is the highlight. They're 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 very good, very active defense, very physical defense. Good they're not happy they allowed thirty one points. Yeah, good red zone defense too. Yeah, absolutely, because uh, of their size and and, and their yeah. their reactiveness, and and they're not happy they allowed that many points to Joe Cano. They they allowed thirty one points. So I think, I think we're in for a lower scoring affair. I think twenty four might be the higher score so in the second half. from the preview though. Yeah. we only got two. Uh, depth. I, I didn't say who. Yeah, yeah. I just said I think it'll be a lower scoring affair. Yeah, and I think for Arush and Ethnic, um, I'm just curious to see how Arush will adapt this time around because they didn't adjust at all in the first. Uh, Arush doesn't really adapt. They they play their no. style, and you have to, it's your job to find a way to beat them. Yeah, exactly. In tier one, you know, with Mangoose and EZW, we thought they were the weakest of the six in that conference. Um, we were right. Yeah, we were right. But are we disappointed by that? No, um, I think to be honest, both teams showed more fight than I thought. They, they would, you know. And um, both teams kind of were in games we didn't expect. We saw EZW beat uh, Blessed in the last game of the season for them. Mm-hmm. Um, so I like the fight. I like how they challenged themselves. I like how they pushed themselves. But this is the final four we expected. Um, the one thing we didn't expect is Jordan Smith-Zick being the four team. The four yeah. Team. yeah. And, and that's going to be fascinating. We'll, we'll talk about in the preview here. Um, like co-ed, three of the five teams, P's, had at least five wins or more. Is that a sign that we're turning the corner that we'll have more and more teams or just the fact that the way it laid out for them that, yes, 60% of the league had five wins or more? I, I do hope we get more teams. The, the thing is there's, there's an imbalance in co-ed, and it, that's always been the case. Eagle, if you remember when you started playing FPF, there was three divisions, right? So essentially lockdown in the first season was playing in what would be division three, right? The third best division in FPF, and obviously it was too strong for you guys to compete. Um, it's the same. A lot of teams, for that matter, actually. Yeah, yeah I'm though. using them as an example that I, I I'm aware of. You know what I mean? Because um, that was a time where there just weren't as many teams, and um, we still see it to an extent in FPF because it's it's a very competitive league. But I think in in winter we're going to see a more competitive co-ed in general because there's more teams. Mm-hmm. But I think we need to get to a point where we have three divisions in all in all seasons for that to be a difference. Because honestly. Like the Rock really impressed me in terms of how good their defense got uh, throughout the season, how adaptable uh, Alex uh, Larosha was uh, as a play caller on defense, um, and and the sect like they they have talent. It's just they're out of their depth. They're not um, an experienced FPF team. And again, you look at um, you look at what they had on offense versus teams like you know 
easy fun with Jeremy White and, and his offense and, and Kiss My Enzo with a lot of FPF experience and Yin and Yang with Juno DeFazio's experience and, and you know, the ability to just pull crazy go to the mall and, and, and have one of the best athletes in all of FPF playing in co ed. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So it's um it, it puts them a little out of their depth. All right, let's dive into the uh, preview. We'll have uh, Iggy Magnus joining us a bit later on here. We'll dive into this now. We'll go through the bowl matchups here, starting with the co-ed preview for the bowl games coming up. As we have a list there now, easy find against The Rock and, of course, Kiss My End Zone against Yin and Yang. Uh, you can't talk about the uh, easy – or Kiss My End Zone against Yin and Yang. We can talk about easy fun against The Rock. So tell me why, P's The Rock can beat easy fun. Um, So the the one – drawback that I think Jeremy White has in his game is his his lack of patience at times. He's always looking for a kill shot. Um the defense is very adaptable and if he takes them lightly, they're they're going to surprise him. Um it's going to have to be the defense though. The the first of all, um as a as a play caller, Carlan Menard, the quarterback of the Rock, excellent play caller. Excellent play caller, excellent decision maker. What she struggles with is making throws to the second level uh, because her first read is always the the, the short reads. Mm-hmm. So if you take those away, she's throwing deep late without having a particularly strong arm. But if she's able to dissect your defense and attack short quickly, then you're going to give up yards. They're going to march the, the field on you. They're right. going to take time. So then it's, be, it's incumbent on their defense to not have to make her be perfect. If she can have five drives and score in four of them, the Rock can win the game, but they're going to have to force turnovers. So tell me why Kiss Manzone will lose to... Uh, oh, because him. I'm a terrible quarterback. So That's the only way. Rumor has it, was there anyone doing a little video taping? Of yeah, I was... Uh, look, I'm, uh, luckily for Gino DeFazio, I'm, I'm very used to being on camera. Well, as you know, I'm, I'm with you once a week, every day, uh, every week. Um, we, we do this show, so I'm used to being on camera. I hope you got my good side, which let's... Let's stop. I only have good sides. Um, so uh, he filmed the game between us, us and uh, uh, and Easy Fun. What's interesting though is, do you know you know my playbook and you know Jeremy's playbook. We all know each other. We all know what we do. It's a small division. <laughs> there's, there's not there's not that much. Um, there's well, not that much we can find. It? From the top of the balcony or from the stands? I I, I didn't actually notice. Alexi told me later. I believe it was from the stands. I would have thrown the football at him. I, I didn't know. I w- with the way Jeremy and I were throwing that day, we both would have missed them. <laughs> right. So, um, honestly, um, it, look, in all seriousness, Yin Yang um, is immensely talented. Um, Kiss My End Zone needs a good game for me to be able to compete because across the board, I think the Kiss My End Zone is the more talented team. Right. Uh, but the question mark is going to be a quarterback. Well, I think, look, Yin Yang is one of those uh, – how can I describe this? Polarizing teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they're very polarizing in the sense that they, they're, 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 Gino, I think, is a prisoner of his own mind. I really well, look, I, I, I wrote in my article about the roster construction and how gaming the system actually made them a worse team this season. That yeah, they could have just built the best possible roster and they would have been the best team in Kuwait. Yeah, I just think that, you know, he. He bamboozles himself one too many times. He, he he just tries to outwit himself, and then he gets caught in this web of like, oh, man, we're screwed for the cap. And if they're going to beat your team, Pease, they're going to have to force turnovers. And hopefully in that game film that they'll dissect for the next 25 hours straight uh, when he has film session in the morning and at nighttime. He's going to go two days for film session. No, no but practice. But again, 
You know what I'm gonna do. Like everybody gonna, knows what I'm gonna do. He's gonna look at your mannerisms. Like <laughs> I run five plays. But you know what he's gonna do? He's gonna look at your mannerisms, see where your head points. Like oh, like he points towards the left. He's gonna go towards his right guys. Or he looks in straight ahead. He's gonna throw a, a a deep ball to the corner. He's gonna see all your mannerisms, your body expression, what you do before a snap. This guy's gonna go like all in on this. Like he might call Bill Belichick. You know, at the Patriots. Uh, can you get the Patriots phone number for us, please? The uh, head office, please. No. <laughs> Uh, do you don't mind? E- just even Manning can't get the Patriots front office. Apparently, it's true. It's true. Anyway, <laughs> he's probably called Bill Belichick and asked for his advice on what to do against you on on Sunday when you guys play each other. So yeah, look, I think it'll be a good game. Um, it, you know, I, I like I like throwing shade because it makes the show more fun. But in all honesty, I have I have a ton of respect for for that team. I've said all season long, Marie Lou Cote Noel is the best rusher in FPF period. Crazy Gordon Mall, ridiculous athlete. Uh, Gino himself is very talented FPF player, right? Like you know, of, of all the things we make fun of, it's never his ability to play the game, right? Like so, it's just his ability to manage a team. Did he just be a normal human person sometimes? Of course. Uh, and, and Ryan, Ryan too. Ryan Dobbs Garnett, great snapper. Yeah, yeah. Alexi burnt him for a couple of touchdowns. I heard. All right. Yeah. Anyway, uh, happens. Tier one. Looking at the preview of the bowl games for tier one, and some key points to look at with these two teams playing each other. Blessing us, Urzos Medic, Apocalypse KGP. Uh, I think Urzos Medic can beat uh, Bless. They should, right? I think they will. They're, they're essentially a Division one team. Yeah, I think they will. They should. I, I, look, I'm not saying this <laughs> I mean, is terrible. I'm but so, so do you? Do you think that there's something to, like, again, if we take that cliche and dissect it, what, what the cliche actually is is you can't be lethargic and then expect to be at at your prime, right? Do you do you think that that's a group of guys who can do that? Yeah, I think they can because the the team, you know, I, I probably score kept two if not three of the games. I think two if not three of the games. They're they're better than KGP and Apocalypse, and people say, "Well, hey, they finished above them." Well, yeah, but they're not playing KGP or Apocalypse. They're no, playing no, blessed. They're playing blessed. That's right. Like the the championship game is here. It's it's it's. I'm disrespecting I'm disrespecting KGP again, because um, I always seem to. Um, but yeah, I think uh, I I th- I think that. The championship will come down to blessed versus John Smith. Yeah, I mean, look, both quarterbacks are very good, Harvard Prasad and Jesse Dupuy, but I think this is the time where Jesse Dupuy wants to shine and, and really uh, evolve. Who's a better quarterback? If you're talking about strength on strength, everyone's got the best just team. Like, like not, not best thrower, just best quarterback of all the skills. Reading defenses, play calling, throwing, um, throwing all the different passes, straight up arm talent, like all, all the skills combined. I think Jesse Dupuy. I would have said Jesse Dupuy before this season, but I think Stephen Harpersaw's really taken a step by three down. yards. By three yards. By three yards. I, I th- honestly, I think, I think uh, he's closed the gap. Stephen's getting there. I think he is. I, I, to me, he's there. But now, let's see him do it at a higher division, right? This is it. He's doing it at a higher. No, division. no, I know. But now like, he couldn't do it at a higher division. No, but for well, the real deal, will be in winter. In I, I, but for the the time being. Yeah, this is the highest possible level he can be playing at. This is probably the toughest team he'll play. But I, I just think that for Urzos Medic and for how they've been this season, yeah, they've been very polarizing. In the fact that they got ripped by KHP by forty-two points, but then again, you're talking about but that was a game where, where I th- wasn't Valet yeah, um, was quarterback. Valet was quarterback exactly. But then again, you you talk about this team here where they play. I'm not saying they play down to their competition, but there's elements that they do a ton. But they didn't used to. This is no. the first season where they have, and no. it's bothersome. 
But I, I think you're right. I, when you ask the question, can they turn it on? I think they can turn it on. I think they will be motivated to, to show that, hey, we're not a pushover compared to blessed in going to this football game. I know Terry Babylon comes like, hey, well, Mo Khan's talking trash about us, blah, blah, blah. Like, Blessed is a good team. I don't think we've ever talked trash about Blessed. <laughs> There's another team we've been kind of know. They always since say, they joined FBF. These guys somehow know my pick. Hey, you picked against us, huh? I'm like, really? I did? I don't remember, man. Yeah, you picked against us. I'm like, okay, cool. I picked against you guys. I'm sorry. I don't know. Stephen Harper said, by the way, um, super, super nice dude. Um, he messaged me saying, hey, dude, I just saw your your score, your score game scores from uh, Sunday night. I had, a, I had a rough night. I lost both games. He's like, hey, just let me know what happened, how I can help. Like, Super, super nice dude. Super nice dude. Oh, man, send this to PZ. Oh, I meant to send this to the Eagle. <laughs> no, he's just, just a really good dude who loves loves the game of flag football, man. All right, so in the uh, third and fourth place game, Apocalypse against KHP, since we're making this the championship game here. Um, the consolation game within the championship bowl? Exactly, exactly. Yeah. It's like the... It's like Watch KGP win again. <laughs> so <laughs> it's do you possible. Think, do you think KGP has a chance to put together a string of two wins and win it again? They keep doing it. <laughs> they keep doing it. Like that's the thing is, we keep they keep starting the season slow, and we're like, okay, yeah, they're they're not the best team in the division, and then they end up okay, and then playoffs come. Like, I don't know if Yoshan Smedzik can sort of hit that metaphorical switch, but we've seen KGP do it. Yeah, two seasons in a row now. Right. So, is it possible that it's a third season? Yeah, it's possible. I, I think uh, th- this team that they've built. I, I like the talent that they have for KGP. I, I really do. Eags, uh, we don't mind uh, posting up that roster for KGP for us right now. My computer's a little bit slow as you speak, but do I have to? Yes, you do. Please, right, I got it. It's a uh, you know what, um, Brendan Parm, Dylan Garber, Jonathan Garfinkel, Julian Payma, Crazy Gordon Mall. You know, yeah, I think Payma just submitted his uh, doctor's note. Did he not, Eagle? Uh, Who? Sorry, Julian Payma. I believe that's correct. Yes. Yeah. So if they're healthy. Then yes, they, they. I think they can definitely be apocalypse. But apocalypse with Jeff Rosenblatt, he could put up numbers though. Like he can drop three hundred yards on a team and get six touchdowns if he's locked in. It's all rhythm for Jeff. If he gets into early rhythm on his first two drives, that maybe comprise of maybe 12, 13, 14 plays and scores two TDs. It's tough to beat a Jeff Rosenblatt like that. I I said this in an article. I, I actually I had a chance to talk to Rose uh, after my game this weekend before his started. Um. There's not a guy who's playing quarterback in FPF who has improved as much as Jeff Rosenblatt in such a short period of time. He was a Division Six quarterback, it seems like, uh, just a handful of seasons ago. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's now in that top echelon of, you know, maybe top 12-ish guys. Yeah. Um, he throws such a nice touch pass. He has enough power to get into tight windows. Greater reading defenses. Such a good decision maker. Um, I like... I like him and I like that team. Apocalypse to me was a team where, you know, if Blessed didn't make that transition to that next level, I thought that um, the Jeff Rosenblatt with like, you know, guys like Travis Moses, Quay Johnson, Kendall Myers, like, yeah, higher division guys, but also guys like Ben McMahon, guys like Pajazon, who low division guys who have a lot of speed, a lot of ability, who just because they haven't played high division doesn't mean they couldn't compete at high division. And that's what we saw all season long. All right, then let's dive into the next topic. This is the speedy round, speed round of uh, analysis as we get into the T2, T3. So tier two, 15 words or less. Okay. 
So we will go in order here. Uh, Eags, you want to set us up for the scheduled games here? We have the Aked Moor Bowl. We'll have Chocolate Thunder versus Grim Reapers and Team Ethnic versus Arush. So which game are you going to pick? I'll take the other game. Um, I'll go. I'll go Team Ethnic Arush. Okay, go for it. Fifteen words or less. What am I doing though? Wait, preview. 15? A preview? Yeah. Team Ethnic. Smart passing. Arush. Keep pace. Seven words. Monument to efficiency. Uh, that's ten. <laughs> They're real. I still have five more words. <laughs> Can we actually do real analysis on these teams, though? Like, general thoughts other than... So, what I'm trying to say is Team Ethnic, it comes down to Ben Lawler. Ben Lawler, uh, if he doesn't make make mistakes, which I don't think he will, because, again, Arush is not an adaptable defense, um, they will put up points. Arush then will need to keep pace to, to, to win the game. So... If this is going to be a game for Arush to win, they're going to have to rely on converts. Converts and efficiency. All right, so 15 words for my Thunder versus Arush. And I'll, uh, Reapers, and I'll go into uh, in-depth. Reapers need to play physical. Kano has to throw touchdowns on his Time. first two drives. Okay. <laughs> Amazing. Okay, so th- this is my key for this game now. The Reapers, I think, are in the head of... Chocolate Thunder. They, they they really got under their skin at times. And and you can see it. Bissett kind of got irritated by the Daus. Um, they weren't afraid to... They weren't backing down uh, Green Reapers. And I think you made a great point about the arm strength of, of Daou and what he did. On the last play piece, usually about five yards out, right? He was at the 10, as his own 10. Um, he went to the back line of the end zone. So that's a 20-yard snap. Just so he gives his players more time and more air on the throw, he had too much strength on the throw. It actually hit the ceiling and actually altered the pass trajectory and yeah. then ended up being short. But the point that I'm bringing up here for for Arush is that for um for Green Reapers in this game, if they can put together scores in the red zone, they had issues doing that in the red zone against them. If they can convert, it wouldn't surprise me to see the Reapers pull off the smasher grab and win this game against Arush. They got to score in the red zone though, which they couldn't do on Monday nights. Okay. Yeah. I'm sorry. I was turning to you for rapid fire. <laughs> yeah, Wrong show. All right. Next game here, uh, Eags. Let's go. All right. Next, we have the uh, Consolation Bowl, which is going to be the Kevin Wyeth Bowl, where we have the five-seed Todd versus the eighth-seed KGP Raw and the sixth-seed Tough Lungs versus the seventh-seed Bruins. Okay. So 15 words or less. You pick which one you want. I'll go Centaur's KGP Raw. All right. Go for um, it. Centaur's best roster in the tier. KGP Raw. How many words is that? That's nine. Okay. Um, KGP Raw, most annoying offense. 13 words. Yeah. So, um, Centaurs have the best roster in the tier, uh, top to bottom. They they play a predictable defense, but they have the athletes to make plays anyway. So, what uh, Ryan Garber will have to do in order to make sure that the team comes out ahead is do that thing that he does, extend plays, Find open guys, hit the windows. He he's gonna know what's open pre-snap. He just has to make the right decisions. Annoying offense. All right, here we go. Fifteen words or less for tough lungs against uh, Bruins. Game managing quarterbacks, fascinating battle between those two. How many words is that? Uh, you're at eight. The Wrangler needs to play big. Fourteen. Boom. Okay, so like the two quarterbacks in this game, Lerner versus Gab Wiseman. This isn't gonna be one of those they'll throw forty ball on balls. 
every single play. They're going to be very time-consuming with the drives. I want to see Lerner kind of veer off of Justin Lerner a little bit here because he is the sole factor of him being a chief destructive defense out there. So the guys like the Wrangler, um, other guys, they have guys on the team that can make plays for them. Uh, but the reality is for, for Matthew Lerner, is he comfortable with his other players on the roster? Whereas with Gab Wiseman, that defense with Nelson Pereira and others on that defense, they're smart and they play their assignments to a team. I think they can force or turn over two. If they do, I think it bodes well for the Bruins in this matchup. Who's going to win the battle between Justin Lerner and is Zach Zorn going to be there? Is he back from injury? I don't know if he's back yeah, from I'm injury. Not sure he submitted that. a doctor's note to be eligible, but I don't know if he... So let's say he is eligible and he's back. Is that the guy you put on uh, Justin Lerner to yeah, try and no, set him down? No, because he's not healthy. But they, it's also not how they play. It's yeah. not the way the Bruins play defense. So it, it, won't, it, it depends. First of all, Justin Lerner tends to work out of the slot, if I remember correctly. So it won't be, it won't be Zach or Gab. Yeah, and you, you, if that happens, you want to test Zach Zorn and see how he is health-wise because he hasn't played in how many weeks. You know, yeah. that's going to be key. But it, it just, they, they, that's just not the way the Bruins play defense. Exactly. Next games. All right, so then we're going to go into the Tier 2 Confellation B, which is going to be the Nicolas Arsenault Humble, where we have the 9-seeded Hot Sauce Sports versus the 12-seeded Mean Machine and the 10-seeded Los Siete Amigos versus the 11-seeded so, You're Los first. Davis. I'll go first. I'll take, I'll take the Hot Sauce and Mean yeah, Machine. Yeah, I would imagine so. <laughs> no, take the other one. It'll be funnier. <laughs> oh, man, it'll be really funny. Uh, okay, here we go. Machine need to finish off drives. Hot sauce sports, maybe too much. All right, that's 12 words. That's 12 words, okay. What's the analysis? <laughs> All right, here's the thing about Mean Machine. So I score kept the last couple of games for them. They've had double-digit leads of 12 points or more, and they've collapsed in the second half. Mm-hmm. For whatever reason, um, when you look at this team, this is a team that's really – I like the roster. Good guys. Ziegler is really good. Uh, I don't know why the quarterback thing is blank in my head right now. Uh, Frig- is it Friggenbaum? No, it's no. – uh, Tall dude. No, no. Goloff. Daniel Goloff. Daniel Goloff. Thank you very much. He's got to kind of diversify the the uh, taste palette of his play calling and kind of stretch out. He, he got conservative. That's what it is. He got conservative when he's had these leads. And then the thing is when teams come back against them, they're like, oh, we still have a one-score lead. Even if they score, we can come back and win it. And they've collapsed. Yeah. So for hot sauce sports, if you can jump out, like I'm saying, Go behind twelve points here because it may not happen for you in the benefit. But if I you can try jump, not to, <laughs> exactly. But if you can jump out to an early lead against this team uh, and put them in that trail position that they have to chase you in that football game, I think Hot Sauce has a good chance to pull out that victory. We'll see. Um, so I got Los Siete Amigos and Ravens. Um, bunch of big guys need to stop Dawson Pierre on jump balls. That's uh, twelve. That's all I need. All right, perfect. Um, Ravens, look, they got size. Uh, Matuhul um, and um, Kem- Kemba Kachalua, and they have another dude who's Kachalua, like Kachalua. Kachalua. I, I, I Kachalua. don't know why I struggle with that name. Um, that you know, the, the, those are some big dudes. Felix Gagne, by the way, also a mammoth human. Um, so they have three guys who are like above six foot two, if I'm not mistaken, um, <laughs> and. They're physical players. Dawson Pierre is the best I've seen at high-pointing a ball in low divisions. Um, he was double-teamed in our game, and he still caught three touchdowns on, on goal line, on uh, red zone fades. Um, and then on, on offense, Ravens need to find a way to 
occupy Dawson Pierre so that they can run their offense because he is an incredible, incredible defender. All right, then. Uh, next. Now we move into Tier 3, the cash bracket, where we have the Carmen Poliche Bowl, the number one surprise, surprise free agent squad versus the number four Save a Horse and the number two Warriors versus the number three Penetrators. Which one do you want to take your piece? I'm going to go with um, free agent squad against uh, Save a Horse. So I'll go first. One. Go, go for it. All right, so are we do 12 words or less or 15? 15. 15 is a little bit more, it's more challenging. In case, in case you need the 15. In case you need the three words. Of course, okay. Uh, so we got Warriors and Penetrators. Why is Carmen Pellici bleeding in the back of his head? I think it's for his uh, outdoor touch team. Oh, okay. Yeah, the, the uniform that they have. That's why. I think it was the usual suspects, isn't it? Yeah, yeah a bunch of old guys. It's, it's a play on some movie. I'm pretty sure it's usual suspects. Okay. Okay, here we go. Uh, penetrators versus the Warriors. Fergenbaum, legit quarterback. Mm-hmm. How many words am I at now? Five? Five. Penetrators need equal value. You were, sorry, you were at three words. Penetrators, legit quarterback. Fergenbaum, legit quarterback. Penetrators need equal value from their quarterback play. 12 words. So, like, I, I, they, I know they played each other on Monday, mm-hmm. and pretty much it was a game that didn't really mean much in the end. But what I'm curious to see from the penetrators is because they've had a relatively easy schedule. But, look, they have a good team. Rocco Cristiano is a really good receiver. I think he's made a big difference for them. I think Justin Goodman has – I'm not saying he's elite, but he's got qualities that make him a guy that can definitely become an elite quarterback in this league. And I think if he can maintain his focus and not get too off course here, he's got complete balls. And when I'm saying by complete balls – I'm talking about like a 65 to 70% completion rate here and keep Fergamop on the sidelines. If you can maintain long sustaining drives against the Warriors, I think it gives them a good chance. And look, this penetrated team has been very ambitious attacking the football in the air with their defense. If they could create turnovers in this football game, this might be a, a closer affair than expected. Freedom squad, save a horse. Uh, Manuel Allard Roy is a monster. Eight words. Kyle Daniel, backside read. Oh, 13. Oh, you're close. You're close. Um, so, essentially, the criticism I have about Save a Horse has been a couple things. One is the play calling is uh, too simplistic, and Kyle Daniel trusts his arm too much and doesn't always, especially looking downfield, especially on crossing routes, you need to check the backside of your read against talented teams. Um that said, I don't know if free agent squad, uh, I know they they play a lot of man, so I expect that that might not be as huge an issue. That said, they have you know a, a plethora of talent led by Manuel Alarrois, who um, on offense in the two rounds basically put up um, 11 touchdowns, and um, he, he plays a role on defense too, being their, their leading interceptor as well. So he's just a, a, just a freak athlete, which is always nice to have. Hey, Pete, you notice my hands are really big? Look it seems hands. that way. Yeah, look at my hands. look fairly large. Yeah, I mean, it's, a, it's a shame that it's only The closer they are to the camera, the bigger they are. That's true. Huh? That's true. That's a good point. Look at that. Perspective. Mo doesn't have any. <laughs> All right, uh, Next. <laughs> All right, next we have the Tier 3 Consolation A Bowl, which is the Paula Pierre Bowl, where we have the number 5 FSU versus the oh. number 8 Two Inches Gang. Please give me FSU. And number 6, the- Save the Turf Trolls versus number 7, West Yard. All right, so I got the FSU Two Inch Gang. Okay. 
Uh, all right. FSU changing their name to False Kings. So FKU. Yeah. Uh, how many words is that? Five words? Uh, FSU F- changing their name to False Kings. Seven. Seven. The gang, prolific offense. Okay, so here's my uh, analogy right now. <laughs> He's on uh, the gang. The gang. The gang, because I know if I use the three words, I'm really at the borderline. Okay, so two-inch gang, their offense, I've score kept their game. They played against Eagles uh, lockdown not too long ago. Their offense can score points. They're, they, you know, Eagle made the point about save a horse, maybe being a Div 3 team. I think two-inch gang has potential not to be Div 3 team, but uh, uh, Div 4B, 5A, 5B uh, range. Tyler Stone's really good. They're, Ke- they're chemistry t- is good. They throw on breaks, which is what you're supposed to do. So, and that's why I think the athletes in two inch game can definitely be a problem for FSU. I don't know if the FSU has the depth of the athletes to match up with these guys. And if this ends up being a high score in a game, it does not play into FSU's favor. FSU's got to really put a grind, a halt to mm-hmm. this game, and make it a clock sapping drive and keeping their offense on the sidelines here. So that's why it's going to be a fascinating battle with these two teams. But if this is a high scoring game. Uh, two-inch gangs is going to pull away. Just wait. Just wait. Don't worry. Don't worry. This is fine. Just keep going. Carry okay. On. Keep um, going. Save the turtles and the West Yard. Um, West Yard are confusing. Vincent Chung needs to make a difference. Oh, that was close. You were 12. Yeah. Uh, um, I never know what to expect from the West Yard. Uh, there are times where I think they're going to be um, really good. Uh, there are times where I think they're going to... Oh, sorry, I, I mentioned Tyler Stern. He's actually quarterback of the West Yard. Um, he's really good. Uh, he's a really good quarterback. He's really good at protecting the ball. Um, he he had issues in the qualification round. He w- took too many chances for my liking, and it, it, sh- it, 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 it was a difference in the second round. It's why they're not in, in, in one of the, uh, the higher brackets. Right. Um, as for uh, say the Turtles, Vincent Chung has to be that guy. He has to be the guy on offense making plays, on defense, the guy creating turnovers and uh, making them pay. Okay. Next. And in the last bowl of Tier 3, we have the Theo Ojea Constellation B Bowl. And for this one, we have the 7th Rounders as the ninth seed versus the Lionhearts at the 12th seed. And Trailer Park Boys at 10 versus Pardon My Swag at 11. I'll take Pardon My Swag and Trailer Park Boys. Go for it. Um, trailer Park Boys. Oh, trailer Park Boys. Oh, you used three words in that. Okay, you got, yeah, you got 12 uh, more to go. Stay aggressive on D. Seven. Um, Frankie Scalzo, use your weapons. Twelve. Yeah. So part of my swag is a well-rounded team. They they have a lot of talent. Um, whether it's guys like Craig Browning, uh, even Emmanuel Brulé is not one of the guys who's more heralded, but he's a guy who who makes plays. And of course, the the more known members of the team, Brad Evans, uh, Miles Kyler, Riley Pinecomb, these are all guys. Uh, at Frankie Scalzo's uh, beck and call, what's gonna what it's gonna come down to is they need to get him to make mistakes because he's not an experienced quarterback, and that's that's where the Trailer Park Boys defense needs to stay aggressive in the flats, and um, we need to see we need to see them uh, force force turnovers, and a lot of that's gonna come down to Simon Poirier, the rusher for Trailer Park Boys. All right, here we go. Seventh rounders, Linehearts, right? Yeah. Seventh rounders. Need to play better at six, right? Mm-hmm. Lionhearts 
need to be brave hearts. 12 words. That's pretty good. Okay, so seventh rounders, um, since that big one over Save a Horse, have been rather ordinary, very plain, like chips. Uh, Not all chips are plain. Some have a zest of lime. They do. Uh, but in this case, they don't have a zest of lime in their, in their mm. run. And I just think now, I, I just don't know which seventh round team we get in this knockout game against Lionhearts. I think for Lionhearts, they had a slow start out of the gates, uh, trying to readapt because they hadn't played in over a year as a team. Uh, they have a chance to really pull off a big victory over seventh rounders. I think seventh rounders are open for, for the kill shot. The question now for Lionhearts is can they put together a consistent start to finish here and not fall behind by a score or two. If they do, I don't, they're not built to come back from a trail position. So yep. there you go. All right, Eagle, what do we have next? All right, next we have a, another guest appearance from our favorite magnet of them all, Iggy. Iggy, you can say hi now. He is my favorite magnet. Hey, hey boys. Hey, Iggy, what's going on? What's going on? Uh, great to have you back. I, I, I figure you're going to bore us about why uh, Post Malone will be an excellent 5-1 team in the winter 2022 season. Unfortunately not. That won't be the case because I haven't put up a team for uh, Post Malone or probably won't even uh, under that uh, Bud Knight uh, franchise. Honey Martin? Uh, but, but Honey Martin will be back. Absolutely. Oh, uh, exciting. The, the, you, you know, Pease, the OG False Kings. That's true. I'm not, the originals. I'm not sure if you. I'm not sure if you remember. You called I us do, I do. the False Kings the very first time. So that uh, <laughs> goes credit to my team. All right, uh, Iggs, let's, let's dive into it. Um, out of all of the tiers, tiers one, two, three, and co-ed, uh, which matchup really catches your eye going into these knockout games for the next week or so? Uh, just one, Mo? I thought, the, I thought the script said one from each. Anyways, the, 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 the go, one... go one from each. How's that? Go one from each. Yeah, one from each. There you go. Okay, fine. Oh, okay, okay. Um, so tier one, uh, blessed against Jean Smidzik. Uh, I think, uh, you know, or at least the, the question is, can Bless do the incredibly difficult task of beating the same team a third time in one season? That's, you know, it, it's hard, hard enough to do it twice, really hard to do it a third time. So that'll be an interesting question there. Uh, the first meeting uh, was a six-point margin of victory. But Jean Smedzik had Marc-Antoine Vallée uh, under center and not uh, Jesse Dupuis. Um, and of course, like I feel like I talk about every time uh, on a big game and a big stage, Marvin Steinberg in that first game had uh, over 100 receiving yards, three touchdowns and a pick. Uh, and Stephen Harapasaw did his thing, five TDs, no picks. But that second game, three-point margin of victory. Stephen Harapasaw, four TDs, two interceptions. So it was an un-Steve-like un game from him. Uh, and on the opposite end, it wasn't Marvin Steinberg, it was Anthony Lapointe and I believe Emile Baudouin, both with over 90 receiving yards, uh, two touchdowns for Lapointe, one touchdown for Baudouin. Uh, and no one on Blessed had more than 60 receiving yards. So uh, the, the Blessed defense really adapted in that second game. So this third game, it's really a, a very interesting matchup. I... We're going to probably do games of the game, game picks later, games of the week. I'll leave my pick for then, but uh, it'll definitely be a, a tight scoring affair. Okay. Um, uh, we we got we to go through these games here. Uh, so we got to speed up the process in terms mm -hmm. of tier two, three, uh, and co-ed. Okay, so faster. So, fine. so just faster. Either yeah. speak less They're, or speak faster. Yeah. Or mix it up. <laughs> do one tier where you speak faster, one and tier where you speak less. Slow. Channel your inner okay. Georgia Lee Yeah. <laughs> 
faster. I don't know. Yeah. So I'll go faster. Okay. So tier two, LSA versus Ravens. Uh, this matchup is a lot of speed. Uh, and Alex Fafar, Justin Salabos, and Jeremy Ledoux, but lots of size as well. You know, the Dawson brothers or the brothers Dawson, I don't know, whichever way you want brothers to say Pierre, it. Brothers Pierre, perhaps. Uh, oh, yes, uh, brother, <laughs> true. Uh, brothers Pierre. Uh, Kama Kachuloa, Machuol, big bodies. Um, I think the wild card there is Alex Fafar's rushing game in a one-game elimination matchup. His 400 rushing yards and 72 average uh, running yards per game is a is a wild card that I don't want to I don't like playing with. So uh, Ravens have to be careful for for that. Tier three, yeah. this might be the most interesting matchup of them all. It's free agent squad, the eight and zero free agent squad against the what are, what do they go five and two? Save a horse. Uh, there was some bad blood in this regular season game. There were three objectionable uh, penalty calls. In one play, in one sequence, they were all called on the same play. Uh, the regular season matchup, it was a 30-6 to six thumping of free agent squad over Sable Horse after Sable Horse had put 172 points in just four games. They thought this FPF thing was easy. They got punched in the mouth when they met up with free agent squad. They get their chance at revenge. A really, really fun matchup. I can't wait to watch I can see it on your face. Uh, you, I can see the, 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 the uh, veins popping out of your face. It's, it's peas. It's, it's, a, it's a 9 p.m. game after our 8 p.m. game. I'm staying yes. in machine to watch this. See? <laughs> People think I'm peas now. What? People think I'm peas. I think he was talking to me specifically. But even though I said it, I am veins. talking to you. Yeah, he just ignored you, though. Yeah, he <laughs> it's, did. It's not that he thought you were uh, you you were me. He was just rude. Yeah, like the episode, <laughs> I think I'm peas. Hey, Petey. 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 I can't even call me Petey, man. That's amazing. That's your new name, though. Petey. 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 All right, uh, next. Yeah, and then uh, Coed. Uh, not too much I'm going to say about Coed because uh, I think the game uh, of the week for the playoffs is the Kiss My End Zone Yin and Yang. Uh, is it the greatest rivalry in Cohen? I don't know. Maybe it's it, it's up there with the Power Rangers and the uh, third down for what? But uh, that's you know even if it's not the greatest rivalry, uh, I think Pease will agree. It's it's just a fun like to be part of part, part of that game and part of that rivalry. Yeah, it's so, it's, uh, fu- it's fun to be hated. <laughs> Let's just leave it at that. <laughs> so I'll just that's all. Yeah, exactly. That's all I have to say. <laughs> all right then. Um, Iggy, I have a very important question for you. Did I sabotage you guys enough and give the community money out of Rob's pocket? <laughs> um, uh, no, not you. It was more Mo and Pease. Um, <laughs> actually, no. It, it was a team your, effort. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I also um, always chose against our picks on Instagram to help leverage the community. Oh, wait a minute. I was allowed to vote on the Instagram uh, vote? Oh, what's going on here? Oh, I did. I voted every time. I did too. I did too also. But I, I, I voted against did. our picks at all times. Of course. So if we lost, the community was stronger. Exactly. So uh, are yeah. we to blame for the, uh, for the FPF coffers being a little bit light uh, now? Uh, no, not really. One vote out of uh, about 200 uh, wasn't the end of the world. So Eagle had a, a greater influence, one okay. out of five. One team, one team before we get to uh, picks of the week here, one team that you're going to say they're going to choke in their game and completely fall apart. I don't know about choke, um, but I think KGP Raw has a tough matchup okay. uh, against Les Santos. All, All right, right, so they'll choke. Got it. All right, perfect. Here we go. No, we're not doing games of the week yet. We have to figure out yeah. who just won the prizes, which is why I segued to that. <laughs> oh, mode. right. Get right. with yeah. the script. <laughs> yes, yes. The script's not even seen that. Okay. 
Here we go. So here's what we've done. Iggy, you want to generally explain uh, what's going on right here? What the hell? Yeah, Do you sure. know what's going so, on right here? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I Why are we in heaven? Why are we in heaven? <laughs> okay, so essentially, <laughs> Iggy has compiled everyone who's eligible for winning two fifty dollar uh, credits to your upcoming season based on people who voted in our polls and the community has won so hundred bucks comes out of rub wallet to two different people there I'm are not listening to you because our background is heaven i know there are i feel like wait are Mo and i in a dating commercial yes there are 70 people <laughs> who are eligible so i have them in excel here two yeah. to 71 so we're gonna hit rng random number generator on google and then we're gonna go find that person and they are they are winning essentially. We'll message them and we'll do that yeah. twice. So, two people are going to get the prize here. Iggy, did I explain that right? Perfect. Exactly. Yeah, you got it. All right. So, person number one is going to be number 14, and that's going to be Raphael Beauchamp de Bois. Congratulations. Perfect. I knew it. $50 I credit to apply here 13. next season. Oh, my God. And our next person. Our next person is going to be number 50. And oh, for that one, I have 50. That's going to be Tomakutsu. Oh, I knew oh, it. Oh, Tama. <laughs> All right. And there we go. There so we now go. we have our nice. award winner. Can we, can we do the third one to see who finished third? Who, who didn't get money? Yeah. The first of the losers. Yeah. He's oh, it's like the consolation round. Yeah, yeah. Best no, loser. No. All right, best well, loser is <laughs> number 64. Joe! And that's Joe going Cano. to be Joe Cano. You are our biggest loser. So close, Joe. Um, yeah, so, Mo, uh, quickly, yes. make, what would be your pitch on like a dating uh, dating commercial? Uh, can we get the white background again? That was really fun. Yeah. You don't mind. Let me change it up a little bit here. Okay, perfect. Thank you. Um, are you alone on a Friday night? Christmas is around the holidays. Call Lava Life and enjoy yourself. I was really, really looking forward to dating again, but then Herpes sent me back, and now I got the all clear. Lava Life. <laughs> <laughs> so, some visual comedy for the visual audience. Right there, right there. Oh, oh, man. We now know, like, we now know what we look like where Mo is small spoon. All right, let's get into oh our God. games of the week. Hey, you're going to join on. us for this? Can you, can you put this back in that small spoon as we make the picks? No. Yeah, yeah, here we go, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> no, I actually have to see the screen. Like, okay, oh, hold on. come on. I know it's unfortunate, but that's how it works. All right, let's get going. This is going to be – we have one more games of the week next week, and uh, then we're done, but let's have some fun with this one as well. All right, here we go. So we're going to start with Tier 1, Blessed versus Urgence Medic. UM. Uh, blessed. Blessed. Iggy? Blessed. All right. Uh, and our other game is going to be KGP versus The Apocalypse. KGP. KGP. The Apocalypse. I don't know why we have an EZW Mangus game next week. I will talk to Rob. EZW. Nope. No, we're not doing that game. Nope. That doesn't <laughs> count. We're going anyway. Tier 2. Hot Sauce <laughs> Sports versus Mean Machine. Can't pick it. Hot Sauce Sports by 50. Hot Sauce. Where's the music? It's here. It's here. You don't hear it on you Facebook. It, yeah. Oh, crap. Uh, oh, damn. Um, yeah, hot sauce sports. It's supposed to be quick, Iggy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, damn. Yeah, yeah, I'm going. I'm going. I'm Los Siete Amigos Ravens. 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 Santard KGP Ra. KGP. Santard. 
Chocolate Thunder, Grim Reapers. Chocolate Thunder. Reapers. Thunder, two games in a row. Tough Lungs, Bruins. Lungs. Tough Lungs. Ooh, I'm going Bruins. Team Ethnic Arush. Ethnic. Ethnic. Yeah, good matchup. Team Ethnic squeaks it out. Tier 3, Pardon My Swag, Trailer Park Boys. PMS. PMS. Well, PMS because Trailer Park Boys eliminated me, so. The hell with them. Seventh Rounders, Lionhearts. Seventh Rounders. Yeah, I'll go with Lionhearts. Oh, wow, wow. Okay, I'm going with the Seventh Rounders. Free Agent Squad, Save a Horse. Free Agent Squad. Uh, Free Agent Squad. Going against you guys, save a horse. FSU, Two Inches Gang. Two Inches Gang. Uh, two Inches Gang. Yeah, Two Inches Gang. Warriors, Penetrators. Warriors. 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 Uh, you guys came around. The West Yard, Save the Turftles. Turftles. Turftles, yeah. Yeah, Save the Turftles. And then Coed, Easy Fun versus The Rock. Easy, um, fun. easy fun, unfortunately. Easy fun. And our last game, Kiss My End Zone versus Yin and Yang. Kiss My End Zone. Can't pick it. Kiss My End Zone by 50. Same. Can't pick it. But Kiss My End Zone by 50? <laughs> yeah, by 49. All right. You're very conservative. <laughs> All right. Iggy, hey. uh, thank you so much. We'll see you next week. One more show to go. Um, see you on. You can stay on if you want. Uh, a reminder, winter registration is still going on for a few more days. By the time this is posted up live, uh, there'll be, what, two more days left? I mean, get it in as fast as you yeah, can. Exactly. Uh, yeah. I'm sure you do, Eeks. Yeah. Um, Nicely done. We're down to the final three days of competition. Well, Wednesday, Sunday, Monday. Is there game Mondays? I don't know, man. What, I don't on? know. We've done the last so. days. Last days before we wrap up with the Fall Cup. It's been a very uh, Looney Tune-like. Uh, so look forward to that. We'll have one more episode here. And then we are done until January, thankfully. Match words, please. Jennifer Lawrence is pregnant? Oh, good night, AC Milan. Congratulations to Thomas Couture and Raphael Bouchard de Bois for winning the raffle. And we'll Joe Fish in third place. I knew it! Thanks, everyone.